listening to Radio Cali. This is Inspired. I'm Lauren Matthews and I'm here with Catherine McLeod and Calvin Sim this week. (laughs) Um, So we're really excited. Um, Thank you all guys so much for the support over the last week and the first show. It's it's been amazing. Yeah, you guys have been absolutely phenomenal. It's Mm -hmm. really meant a lot to us. Uh Um, So we've got a lot of exciting stuff for you this show. So we actually have a really exciting interview this week, don't we, Catherine? (laughs) Somehow, I don't know how. So who's that interview with? Um, (laughs) So I managed to get an interview with Steph McLeod, who is a Christian singer and songwriter. Um, he's quite well known around Scotland. He actually comes from where I come from, which is um, pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was at his concert last night, um, just by, I was really wanting to go and I didn't plan to get an interview with him, but at the end I was just like, why not? Just no. give it a try. It's really exciting. We have <laughs> a, wee, a wee teaser for you that will come late in the show, but I've got yeah. a wee teaser for you now. I can't deny the things that have happened inside me mm-hmm. and happened around me and the evidence is there for me to see so you know people could argue with me blue in the face about what they believe which I totally respect mm-hmm. but I know what's my truth and mm-hmm. my truth is Jesus my king and I'll follow him mm-hmm. and that's it. So that's really exciting and that's all to come we've got about a good about eight or nine minutes of that don't mm-hmm. we? Yeah he's so, really up for talking. That's really exciting and we have another guest on the show and you're going to be sharing a little bit with us about your testimony and Christianity in your life, right? Yeah, not quite <laughs> Steph McLeod though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely delighted to have you on. And just again, at the end of the show, we're going to be just chatting a bit about just Christianity, just completely our own opinions on mm. just a wee couple of questions, just to throw things out there and discuss it a little bit. Mm. Um, but just to start off a song, um, so this is Build Your Kingdom Here.
the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you. Oh, in the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. Oh, the world is rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you. Always oh, sing for joy. Joy of the Lord by Soul Survivor. Um, so welcome back if you're still with us. Um, so today on the show we have Calvin and you're just going to be talking to us a little about um, your Christian experience. So um, just a question to start off, how long have you been a Christian? I don't know because it's really hard to <laughs> say. Like it's, I don't know the date that I could like pinpoint yeah. and say I was a Christian. I don't know the date but I could kind of get the place. Um, but I always would have said I was a Christian so... Yeah. Kind of hard to say. Mm. 
So what was your life like before? Um, well, I grew up in a Christian household. I always went to church, so um, I'm quite blessed for that. But I wouldn't say that I was always a Christian, like especially now. At the time, I would. Um, but I kind of... I went to church, but I resented it, and I didn't really take it in. Like, I believe, I would say I believed in God, but I didn't live like I did. Yeah. Um, you know, I lived selfishly. I was quite a horrible child. I mean, I'm still quite a horrible person, but I'm less so than I, I would hope, at least. Um, but, yeah, um, I'd, I was, I went to church. I didn't like it. I didn't like going to church. It was kind of like the hump in my week, and I never really took it in. So, like, I wouldn't really say that I was a Christian then, like I am now, where I now try and practice, you know, faith. I try and live by God's word and stuff. So is it kind of like a Sunday school thing? Your parents made you go to Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I did not enjoy church. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so what was the point, um, what was it about Jesus that kind of began to change your mind? Um, well, I wouldn't say it was like, kind of like, it was trying to upsell Jesus, like, oh, your life is so much better with Jesus. It was more just like God just opened my eyes to it, opened my heart to it. Like I was always around church, so I always was around the gospel and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I never really took it in. But like I went to like an SU camp and like I could tell like by the end of the week that the Holy Spirit was like working on me, but I didn't really like go back and change anything after the SU camp. And then I went to another camp called Contagious. And, like, none of these camps I wanted to go to. It was just, like, I didn't do anything in the summer. So my mum, like, made me. And I didn't have an excuse to not go because I wasn't doing anything. Um, but it was, like, contagious where just, like, the teaching just went in. Like, the truth of the gospel was revealed to me. And, like, it started off going through the gospel kind of day by day. So it started off in the first day just talking about God. God is real. God is omnipresent. God is all-powerful. And God is good god is the definition of good and i'm like yeah i believe all this because I, I went to church and i believe in god so i'm like i'm, I'm taking this and i'm listening and i'm agreeing with it and then the next day it's going into but this is this is you this is sin this is what you live your life for and it went like really deep and hard into sin which i think a lot of time at churches you don't go hard into sin you kind of just say you know, you're sinful and you need jesus but you don't talk about what sin is or what the consequences of sin are or really what specifically sins are and it was just like at that point where like really the guilt of all my sin the way i've been living my life before just like hit me and like the truth was there and it was like you need jesus it's not like it's something that's going to make your life better it's like it gives life from death totally from the way you're living in sin before so i'd say like that's really kind of interesting you say that it's at these camps when you're away from your mm-hmm. family that faith becomes more real because I think some people just assume you kind of grow up Christian that's what you're going to become mm-hmm. but it's interesting you say that it's actually when you kind of were away for a week yeah. that you your faith could become your own yeah I think this is being away from the world and stuff where it's just like you're surrounded by the gospel and you're not worried about trying to hide that fact from other people or like you're not driven to desire other things that the world tells you you should like money or career or like fame or anything like that where you can just study scripture and really take it in mm-hmm. yeah. did you find that like going to university that was kind of you taking the stand like because i found that anyway with coming to university it's kind of like all you and not like your family or anything um 
I wouldn't really say so. Like by that point, I was already like firming my faith. I think. Mm-hmm. Like before, before I was even like I would even say I was properly a Christian. I was still kind of firming my faith, but it was more like a kind of a club badge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone said, "Part of my friends, oh my god!" Like I would. I would be like, uh, mind what you're saying there. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like a kind of caring rebuke. It was more a kind of, you know, don't say that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Christian. And yeah. that you're offending God there. But I wasn't really thinking about myself. It was like, now mm-hmm. is like, I care more about other people and like less of myself. And like, I'm, I'm not sure how to say it, but like, and just the, the attitude there has changed mm-hmm. where like, how I consider myself a Christian mm-hmm. is like a follower of Christ and like actually trying to live that out rather than just being in a club where you go to church, ergo you are a Christian, you know? Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you what was the yeah. turning point? Yeah, I would, I would say that, yeah, contagious, like the camp, well, they say it's not a camp, it's a conference. It's very Bible study intensive and it's really good. And it was obviously the Holy Spirit working in me there, which is drawing me to Christ and pointing out the guilt of my sin and how much I needed Christ, you know, Jesus to like save me from my sin, from the consequences of my own actions, which I knowingly did. I mean, like I knowingly sinned because I went to church. I knew what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Never mind the fact I've got a conscience, you know, and like I know what's wrong and what's right, you know, that I've done this and I live this way, I live selfishly and you know, I needed to change. How is it you want to grow um, as a Christian and in your faith from now onwards? Um, well, there's like, <laughs> you just, I turned the page, and you're all oh. looking at me like, I, you turned the page. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, there's, I'm trying to change like, obviously my personality, because you, you can't, you don't flip a switch, you don't just become a different person overnight. And like, as I said, I was a horrible child. So I'm still quite a horrible person, but um, I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to become more humble and more compassionate and thinking more about others and trying to become more loving, more peaceful. And, like, I think I kind of be kind of swift to anger as well. Can definitely go in, like, a grumpy mood. Um, and there's also, you know, trying to become more, like, technically able to do things, like talk about the gospel with people because I'm generally not good at chatting with folk social skills. Um, and I think that it's definitely hard to transition from like small talk which I'm not good at to like talking about the gospel in a natural way I think it's kind of hard to like not just either dive in hard with the gospel and like alienate them and they don't want to talk to you because you're just trying to preach to you Mm. or like you know being too afraid to say anything because you might do that so like I'd like to grow that way too yeah it's important what you were saying where it was like you don't I mean, you do become like a different person, uh-huh. but it's still a process that you continually yeah. are mm-hmm. working on and adding to and growing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Calvin, what excites you most about Jesus and being a Christian? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It excites me most. Different things get me excited different times. And it's usually at night when I'm lying in my bed where I just like tell myself the gospel and I just get kind of super worked up, which isn't helpful because you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> But, you know, I just think about, like, how glorious, like, God is and how much I should glorify him or, like, things I could do in my life to live to serve God or, you know, anything like that, really. It just, like, gets excited. Yeah. I know, because you're always thinking, like, oh, what's God, what you need to do? And it's, like, about listening to him and, like, waiting 
for mm. like the right time to do stuff. Yeah, it's that whole having a loving God as well. It's like you can constantly get that kind of feedback and reassurance and just answers all the time is something yeah. that's really exciting about faith. Yeah. Um, so Calvin, you have a, a song you've got yeah. for us here. Yeah. Not that you're singing, but when <laughs> <laughs> you've brought with us. It's bad enough you have to hear my voice. Like, <laughs> free to go a cappella if you so wish. Uh, no. Um, now, the song is I So Hate Consequences by Reliant K. There's really like, there's like two songs that kind of get my heart and they kind of like make me nearly cry. Mm. It's going to sound really weird when this, this song starts and it starts off like a pop punk song. But it's kind of like two songs that do this and like this is one of them just because like it, it hits like close to home. I can relate to the lyrics a lot, um, especially kind of like the, the kind of piano break in it. Um, but yeah, I do also enjoy the song. It's a, yeah. it's a nice pop punk song. It's it's looking song. forward to hearing it. So this is it. I Hate Consequences by Reliant K. Yes.
Um, so coming on to something we're super excited about, Catherine, mm. tell us all about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, just as I said at the start, um, I went to a Celtic worship night last night um, and it was led by Steph McLeod and um, him and a few other folk musicians from all over Scotland like joined up to support Tear Fund um, to do a concert um, and they've been going around different parts of Scotland and we had the chance to speak to him for a wee while and he was really up for it and really nice um, so yeah we'll let you hear it and so get on with our interview <laughs> Um, okay, so I have um, Steph McLeod with me um, tonight. We are at Celtic Worship concert, um, which is really exciting. It's in Lindsay, and I managed to get the chance to talk to him, which is really exciting. <laughs> so could you just introduce yourself and tell us um, a little bit about yourself? My name is Steph McLeod. I'm a singer-songwriter and worship leader from uh, Edinburgh. And tonight we came together uh, to partner with Tear Fund. Uh, there's a group of musicians, um, we're all professional musicians, but we've come together to share um, and proclaim the name of Jesus through the music that we do, because uh, that's what we love doing. Mm. A lot of us do a lot of secular music as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just really nice to come together and worship God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight we're, uh, we're in Kirk and Tillich, I think. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're going to be in Lindsay one of the other nights. Uh-huh. And uh, what else? What else did you ask? Because I can't remember. Yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Oh, right, yeah. just about myself. Hey, I'm full-time music. I'm a dad. I've got three kids. Uh, married to a wonderful woman who's actually from Glasgow. Oh. Um, and what else do I like doing? I like to walk my dog. What's and, called? Uh, she's called Flo, after my <laughs> granny Flora, <laughs> who's from the Isle of Lewis. Yeah, I know we're um, we're both from the Isle of Lewis, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got that sort of connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know Gaelic? A little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So do I. <laughs> I, I can't speak it fluently like my my father, and uh-huh. uh, that side of the family. But yeah. I can I can understand the flow of the conversation if I'm listening yeah. to it after a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of like a trip up the sleeve when you're on the mainland. Aye, it's. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can certainly impress folk with a little bit of it, but uh-huh. uh, if, you, if, if you're around people that really know what they're doing, it's... Yeah, that's true. I yeah. kind of... <laughs> I get stuck when they start going. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, I love it. I love the Gaelic Sam singing and stuff like mm. that, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're a very busy guy. I don't yeah. do it all at the same time, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, great, so could you just tell us a little bit um, about how you came to Christ and how that happened in your life? In 2006, I was homeless been living on the streets with alcohol and drugs, kind of trying to feed that habit by various means. But I um, ended up in a Christian homeless hostel and one night I heard a man give his testimony and the uh, story was very similar to mine. He spoke about how Christ set him free and I felt something moving me that night and decided to take a, a, a step of faith. And I'm a sceptical guy but I really felt something move in my heart and it was the first time I'd felt peace in a very long time. And Because uh, if that hadn't happened, if I'd have prayed and nothing had happened, I wouldn't have become a Christian. Because mm. um, I'm a sceptic, you know, mm. I question everything, which is, I think, mm. is quite healthy. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't deny the things that have happened inside me mm. and happened around me. And the evidence is there for me to see. So, you know, people can argue with me blue in the face about what they believe, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. But I know what's my truth. And mm-hmm. my truth is Jesus, my King, and I'll follow him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Great. So, how old were you when that 25. 25, okay. Um, so you weren't a Christian during your teenage years? Uh, no, I went to a Christian youth club and stuff. I really liked what they had to say, but then 
some stuff happened in my life, some trauma. There was a parental breakup. There was also um, uh, I got uh, some violent trauma. So that um, basically I got attacked one night and nearly left for dead, and that kind of set off. Uh, I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress last a couple of years ago, last year, can't remember, but um, I've had it since then, but because I couldn't deal with the emotions, I started self-medicating with alcohol and eventually drugs, mm. which led to the homelessness. Mm. Yeah, no, that's amazing that, that you have that story and that you can do all of this now. And how did you get into music, Christian music? Uh, I've always been a musician. Mm. Uh, I studied classical guitar at the Royal Scottish Academy, which is now the RCS. Okay. Um, I didn't start singing until I was in the homeless hostel when they had a guitar and I just wanted to sing about homelessness and addiction and ah. um, my friend introduced me to music at church and I just wanted to play guitar and then um, I got invited to write about my faith, I think it was in 2008 and I did that. I was just writing a song for my friend's wedding, it was, it was a song tonight, Hallelujah, mm. which I actually wrote about my wife but gave it to him. And then, um, and then I got to record an album and somebody said, look, you've got a ministry just because I, I write about my experiences, I'm more of a singer-songwriter as opposed to worship leader, um, mm. but I do enjoy doing that, mm. and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Mm. That's it. Oh, that must be such an exciting like day-to-day -day life. Like you don't know what to expect at different. Oh uh, yeah, there's a fine line between excitement and anxiety. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's all adrenaline. Yeah. Same thing, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's got some great things. Mm -hmm. There's some very challenging yeah. things about not having a nine to five job. Like yeah. there's you know there's no security there. Yeah. Do you like struggle to think of lyrics for songs, or do you find that God helps you a lot in that? It depends what I'm writing about, because mm. you know you can write. It's very easy to write songs. It's yeah. very difficult to write good songs that communicate. You know. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of hard work, but usually I find that the songs that I write that best communicate are the ones that have really broken me. So mm -hmm. that really moved me. Because um, mm -hmm. it's very easy to churn out three minute songs where you just repeat verses and choruses and, and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's why a lot of the music on the uh -huh. sounds quite similar. Um, you know, that maybe just doesn't have a lot of weight, you know, but I mean. That's not to say that my music's any better than anybody else's, it's just for me, I like to tell stories and, but you know, all music's great because it invokes emotions, you know, and I yeah. think, um, I think where, if anybody's listening to music and they enjoy it, that's a wonderful thing, so. Mm -hmm. Great, um, so just one last question, um, since it's a radio show for students in universities, um, do you have any advice for young people who are going through university who are Christians or seeking to be a Christian that you might have wanted when you were that age? Or? Well, I didn't when I was at that age because, um, I mean, by the time I was 18, I was drinking a bottle of vodka a night before mm -hmm. I went out, you know, and, uh, but I didn't know there was Christian unions and, uh -huh. and stuff like that, you know, yeah. um, but I was, I suppose it's all right to say that you're not all right and that you're struggling because I, I didn't, I didn't know that you could talk about your emotions and stuff like that and say that, you know, I'm finding it tough and reaching out to somebody that I trusted. And I thought I had to put on this false mask. Yeah, I'm fine, and you know, but I wasn't. I was dying inside. Um, I suppose stay connected. Um, if you feel lonely, it's all right. When I felt lonely, it's because I didn't like the person I was alone with, which was me. And the best way to get out of that is to is go and help somebody else or go and stay connected to other people because I'm an isolator, you know, when my head's mm -hmm. on me, I'll, I'll lock myself in a room and I'll avoid everything and I used to cram mm -hmm. 
everything and drink 20 litres of Red Bull and lose my mind and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know how to manage money and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, it was, you just don't understand these things. But for, for anybody that's listening to Christian radio, I would say, go and ask one of your mates who's a Christian what Christ means to, that, means to them, you know, and see how it moves you. And what have you got to lose by saying a prayer? Nothing, you know, no, you've got nothing to lose at all. So I would encourage you to explore faith and don't be ignorant and be compassionately curious um, and enjoy things and take a breath and slow down and don't follow the status quo, you know, because we're all unique. So why would you follow a crowd uh, to act out and get mad with it? And it's an incredible, I mean, I got myself into 30 grand's worth of debt and most of it was spent on beer. I mean, that was a lot of booze, man, you know, and I nearly died from it. So, you know, not everybody's like that, but students, I mean, there's a lot of pressure and stuff like that. So mm. I suppose my advice would just be stay connected, talk about how you're feeling, and you don't have to say, I'm fine. Mm. You can say, I'm really struggling. Mm. Prayer's a great way of uh, handing that stuff over to God, and you can carry that, and I suppose... Uh, I hope that's made some sense to somebody. No, yeah, definitely will. I think that'll help a lot of people. Um, so thank you so much for that, Steph. No bother. God thank bless you. and uh, enjoy university. Great. That was an incredible interview. <laughs> so how is it you got that? It was very powerful what he was saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was so honest and open about everything. It was quite... We really appreciated that. Um, yeah, he was really keen on it. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say this two more nights of them performing and tomorrow they're in Edinburgh in the Bellevue Chapel and on Saturday they're in Kilmarnock in the Central Evangelical Church. So um, definitely go to that if you uh, can. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. it was, they were very good. And I think he's got a new album coming out soon. Um, yep. I think it's out. I think. Oh, is it? We'll I try mean, get some of that next week. Yeah. Yeah. and they got a CD. Oh. Yeah, it was so cool hearing like Christian music with like bagpipes and um, everything. It was really cool. It's a lot of his honesty as well really comes across, particularly about you know his past, um, mm-hmm. particularly like, drugs and alcohol. It's really, it's really a powerful testimony to hear him say. Yeah, and he's come like such a long way in quite a short space of time. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and he was so humble as well. Like you could tell that he didn't want like attention on him. He just like wanted it all to be on to God, and yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, definitely a really, really great interview. Also, you speak Gaelic? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some Gaelic then. <laughs> I haven't heard Gaelic. Do you do you call it Gaelic or do you call it Gaelic? Is it not two different things? Is it not like oh, I don't know. Gaelic. You're the speaker, you tell us. Yeah, you're no, supposed it's to all be it's all us. the same thing. It's just I think people on the mainland like to call it Gaelic. It's Gaelic. <laughs> I bet there's some hardcore elitists that was like, oh, there's mild nuance differences, it's a different language. Pardon? I bet there'll be some elitists that's like, oh, there's nuance differences, it's a completely different language. I think oh. there's a difference between Irish and Scottish oh, Gaelic, yeah, but that's yeah. not yeah. the show we're listening to. We're, <laughs> not, we're not listening <laughs> to Lauren's debate languages. show. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hello, it's Falcher. Uh, um, yeah, what do you want to know? How about you say... Don't test well, me. you're listening to Radio Cali. <laughs> you're listening to Inspired. Um, Falcha, how you a geishoch, the Inspired Radio. Don't know what the Gaelic verb radio is. That's great. That's really great. That's really cool. Mm. I wish I could speak another language. Mm. 
Um, no, that was it was a really, really great interview to, he- to hear from him mm-hmm. and to have all his experience and the advice he has to give people as well. That's a really important one about uh-huh. if you're having problems, to definitely talk about them. Just because we're Christian doesn't mean you don't have problems and it yeah. doesn't mean if you have a problem, there's something wrong with you. You should Because def- Christians have problems, so mm-hmm. you should definitely reach out about that if you are having problems and not just keeping it inside because... I don't know, you think it's some sort of problem within you, you should yeah. definitely yeah. reach out about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good after like the recent, it was like World Mental Health Day two weeks ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was really good, like so many people spoke up about it, which I think is really important to keep encouraging and keep doing. It's definitely um, very wise and a lot of that wisdom comes from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely very valuable to to listen and you should definitely take it on board because he's giving this advice free but mm-hmm. it didn't come free for him yeah. so definitely just yeah. take it on board and kind of learning from other people now yeah. it was a really great interview I'm so glad you managed to catch <laughs> it after the concert I know um, so we're just going to have another couple of songs and then we'll yeah. just kind of chat at the end about a couple of um, Christian yeah. issues Yeah. so the first song is The River Is Here and this is by Andy Park Wherever it goes Through the valleys 
good song. I actually hadn't heard that one before today, but I actually really like that. Yeah, it was really bouncy. <laughs> wasn't it? It's such a jam, that one. I love that. So, um, just a, a couple of questions, just 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 chat. Yeah. Um, but, but Christianity. What um, do you have for us tonight, Lauren? Um, I don't actually know what she's going to come up with. I know, I'm like just going to throw some questions out there and you're yeah. going to have to come up with an answer on the spot. <laughs> um, so, I just want to ask, how does faith help you with pressure and stress in your life? Big question. <laughs> you may have a moment to think. A long moment. Are you going to say something? Um, say it again quickly, please. How does faith help you with pressure or stress in your life? Um, well, I definitely find it so, it's like a kind of safe haven, I suppose. Like you rely on your faith through everything. Um, and definitely the more you rely on your faith, the easier the situation and then if you aren't relying on it you like you struggle so much more like I always find that like if I go to uni and I haven't like talked to God in the morning or that day um I just like struggle so much more like you don't have that kind of taking you through and um looking after well I mean God is obviously always there but um just that you're personal. more aware of his presence yeah because yeah. um, you've given him your time um and yeah I think when like exams come around it'll obviously help so much more what do you think Calvin? Um, I think like it just helps to like kind of ground your reality to like have faith because if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and you have eternal life in him then nothing else matters and the things you're going to get stressed about and worried about and anxious about just don't matter in the grand scheme of things like I get stressed about like you know uni work or like my honours project especially like um I'd, like I just get worried like there's so much work and it's going to be so hard but like it doesn't matter like compared to eternity I can't lose anything even if I fail even if you know I'm homeless and I have nothing no money no friends no family nothing it doesn't matter compared to eternity which I have in Christ I don't have anything to lose because nothing can take that away so it just like grounds my reality and it helps to kind of calm the stress and the anxiousness I can have about other things you know I think definitely yeah I think for me when I'm going through something really bad it helps so much to know like it doesn't matter like what happens here like it, mm. it matters but it doesn't at the same time you know like no matter how bad I mess up here I'm still forgiven I'm still going to go to heaven I still have you know my heavenly father who's he's gonna love me and it's just it's such a comfort to know that anything can happen here yeah. like but it's I'm you're still guaranteed that kind of safety afterwards. Mm. I, for me, it just helps so much. And not even just with, like, when something, like, really bad happens, mm. I feel like you either find... Do you know what I find? You hear stories, like, quite often people, when something really bad happens, their friend, your faith is either strengthened or you mm. lose it, mm. really. Definitely. I think, yeah. particularly bad things, like deaths as well. Mm. Um, your faith, you're either strengthened or, or it breaks you, you know? Mm. I think, like just trusting in God's like sovereignty like power like yeah it's accepting that you can be anxious about something because you're worried about something going wrong but you have to accept that it might go wrong you might fail uni you might get seriously injured doing something you're scared about but it's God's will for that to happen it's trusting that God knows better God knows best for you and God has a plan and you know that when you're gonna die one day you might die soon you don't know so it's like just trusting in God's will because God can see everything not just your life but all the lives around you you know 
something can be at the expense of like your happiness or you know you could be like really suffer but someone else might come to pay th- through it there's like what that guy Nick Vojic or what's Nick, his name Nick, is? Nick Vojic he's, he's got yeah. like no arms and legs but it provides him with such an opportunity to go and speak to people because he can talk about you know living with that and he can go into places that aren't Christian and he can share the gospel and his faith in Jesus and his trust in God because of that, yeah, you know, he's definitely something who's somebody who's using a disability to really kind of serve God. And I, I've read his book, and if you look at his testimonies, they're really, really inspiring because he's someone, you know, he's born without any limbs, and he tells you of like his past, and he's just like asking God, why, why me, mm. why have I got no limbs? And um, but you really see like for him a massive turnaround in his life and how he really sees it as an opportunity to serve God, and. We're, we're saying this but it's not easy you know it's not easy at all being able to be like yeah things are bad but I still just got to trust in God like that yeah. that's not easy yeah you no. know yeah that doesn't happen like every day that you're just like oh I've talked to God now now my day's gonna be perfect like yeah definitely no, it's definitely not. not like that you can have like the worst days ever <laughs> yeah. yeah and sometimes you are you're just like God why on why? earth yeah. why would you let that happen mm. to me yeah and Sometimes having faith can be the hardest thing you can ever do. Mm. It would be so much easier for you to just chuck it all in the bin mm. and go away. And it's hard, but mm. it's just it's so worth it as well. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely an amazing thing, and it does it helps it helps so much for me to have a faith. And for me, it's such a comfort. I feel so much comfort from God if I go and I'm like, why? Or I'm having a really really bad time. You can honestly find so much comfort. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, completely. Agree. Yeah, just like what you're saying with that as well is that it's it's, it's much easier to go the worldly point of view, especially when everyone else around you is affirming that. Yeah. It's like, you know, people you're told to like live for money. You know, whenever you're at work and you're like you're having a bad shift, it's always oh well, at least you're getting paid. And I'm like, that's not what's important to me. <laughs> you know, but it's it's always affirmed that that, so you need to kind of be at, at war with that and constantly aware of the fact that that's what you're getting in, but you need to be putting in yeah. scripture, you need to be trusting in God and valuing that above all else. And just look at poor Job in the Bible, he's the, the master of having a terrible life and still having to trust in God, isn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just like waiting on his time. Yeah. His time. Yeah, being a Christian definitely doesn't mean nothing bad will ever happen to you <laughs> it's again. It's the opposite. You're promised that you're yeah. going to yeah. suffer. You're promised you're going to suffer, but that it's all for you, it's for yeah. God's glory, and you just gotta you gotta yeah. just you lean, look for the big picture yeah. in the you end. You lean in on Him as well, like knowing that it's going to happen, but you know that you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, just another quick question for you guys: If you weren't born into a Christian household, would you still be a Christian today? I, I can't say yes or no because my my fact I'm a Christian is kind of really beyond me. God brought me to Christ, but I I feel like me being born at a Christian household was kind of how that happened because I spend a lot of time on the internet on Reddit and I play online games and yeah, I'm, genuinely I'm around the kind of militant atheist kind of neckbeard kind of people that are kind of smug about being atheists. You know, I was friends with them a lot in high school, so I feel like yeah, I probably would have been one of them if I hadn't, you know. I kind of get along with those people and I understand that point of view a lot. So I feel like if I wasn't born at a Christian household, then maybe not. But I can't say no because really it was God that predestined me rather than... Yeah, so 
he put you kind of in your household and yeah. gave you the, the spiritual journey you've had to become a Christian. So yeah. even if you were born somewhere else, he would still have, he would still f definitely find a way to yeah. kind of bring you to him. Yeah, it's hard to picture. Like you can't. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not something I've ever thought about. Like, well, yeah. I don't know. I suppose you just have to be like so thankful. Like, I mean, thankful in like my situation that I was brought into a Christian home because you're influenced in that sort of way. Um, but I do definitely see the importance of taking it on for yourself rather than it being because of your parents and. Um, yeah. That's something that you have to, especially in university, you have to know that it's, you're either like on one side or the other side. Um. Me? Um, see, I don't know. See, I feel like a lot of the best times in my life have been because I'm a Christian and some of the worst times have been my, in my life have been because I'm a Christian. And obviously I wouldn't have had that good and bad if I wasn't ever Christian to begin with. Um, but I think as well, I feel that it's God that brought me into Christianity. So no matter where I was, he would find a way to kind of bring me there. And I'm a big believer that we're all kind of born in the place we are. So that God put us there to serve his purpose in where you are and in that situation. Um, but it's, it's a really interesting question. I thought I'd kind of put to you guys just to talk about for a wee bit. Um, so just kind of wrapping up now because we're coming to the end of the yeah, hour. It goes in so quick. It goes so quick. Um, so I'm just going to tell you all about some events coming up, um, mostly in Glasgow. So just some Christian events. So 27th October, there's the Impact Conference. That's going to be on 70 Cathedral Street, which is a kind of student and young persons conference, Christian conference. Um, the Tron Church are still hosting its lunchtime talks. Um, so that's from 11, from 1.15, sorry, on the 31st of October, um, where they're going to be addressing some of the big questions like, why are we here and why is the world so broken? Um, on the 1st of November, no, sorry, 11th of November, there's going to be the premiere for the new feature film, Tortured for Christ, which is going to be in Glasgow City Church, and that's the story of Richard Wombrand and his kind of persecution story of his imprisonment inside a kind of communist regime. So if you're interested, that's, that's going to be going on. On the 15th of November, there's going to be a tribe prayer gathering, gathering and tribe are kind of a Christian organisation that really help with students and kind of young people, so that'll be in St George's Tron at 7 o'clock. Mm. On the 23rd of November, there's Words for Life, which is a Scottish Biblical Evangelism Conference, which is run by UCCF, and this one, this one isn't in Glasgow, it's a bit further, a bit further north, but I thought I'd definitely mention it. So it's a conference for anyone who wants to be trained in sharing God's word with others more effectively. So you spend a weekend learning to communicate the gospel more effectively and having a go at sharing a short evangelistic Bible talk in a small, friendly group. Um, the 25th of November, Easter House Community Church at 6 o'clock. They've got their kind of, I think it's Arise, the event their event's called, which is a youth-led event as well, um, which is open to all ages, and that's kind of a worship and preaching kind of event. Um, so that one's a really good one to go to. I've been to that one before. And just finally, some things that our, our own Christian Union are doing. So every Thursday at five o'clock, we have our Christian Union meetings. Everyone is very welcome to come along and just chat to people. If you have any questions, that's really the place to be going on campus. And um, we've got a prayer breakfast at 8 a.m. on Wednesdays in the same place. This is the, um, the Faith and Belief Centre. And of course, we have our upcoming weekend away, which is going on from the 3rd to the 5th of November.
So a lot of things to get involved with and have a good time. Hmm. There's a lot to be doing there. <laughs> There's definitely a lot yeah, going on. It's really exciting. Um, well, thank you so much, Calvin, for coming to speak. You're our second speaker, which is still very brave of you to come on. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for having me, I guess. Sorry, it's just me and not someone better. But I guess yeah. it was kind of all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, thanks very much yeah. for coming along. Thank um, and thank you for listening, if you were. Thank you, um, thank you very yeah, much. We really appreciate it. and The support definitely helps keep this show running and... Mm. It's really, it's really a blessing. Yeah. So and prayers, uh, prayers are very important. <laughs> that yeah. keeps us keep praying. <laughs> keep praying. Uh, so this will be the end of our show. So this will be our last song. So this is "No Chains on Me" by Chris Tomlin. Now is the time for freedom Abandon my